But you know what? I found it really difficult to... I wanted to buy some bicarbonate of soda this morning and some white vinegar. Mm-hmm. And it was really difficult to find it. What were you doing? Cleaning your medals? His name is Craven. He likes white ravens. And he will always use them to reduce your gold. His name is Dave. He cancels saves. He likes to make the opposition have bad days. His name is Tom. He plays for fun. And if you beat him, then he'll punch you in the face. It's the UK's fantastic podcast. This episode's the worst, so it's probably the last. With unopposed to claim banter, it's banter behind the throne. Hello and welcome back to Banter Behind the Throne. This is episode 85. I'm your host for today, Dave Bamford, and I am joined by Mr. Tony Makos. Say hello, Tony. Hello! How are you, Tony? I am absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much. How the hell are you? Oh, I'm cracking. What? Thank you. That's uh, that's still a good time. (laughs) And we're also joined by Mr. Thomas Peel. Say hello, Tom. Hello. How are you? Very well, thank you, Dave. Very well. It's a lovely evening today. It's been hit, very hit all weekend. And so because of that, I'm a little bit heated right now. Have you been basking in the celebration of all that is British over the weekend? No, because um, I missed. I, I, I haven't actually seen the wedding. I've just seen the memes, um, which <laughs> pretty much fill in all the blanks I need to know. There's there's a few of them, but mostly you know the ones where the, the veil's being lifted and everyone's just superimposing different faces mm-hmm. on that. Yeah, there's a lot of them going about at the moment, so I've been enjoying that. Uh, I've been enjoying the Queen giving a death stares. Mm-hmm. That was a fun one. But I mean, that's again just picture out of context. But yeah, it's it's been enjoyable. I, I, I presume they're married now. Does that mean they're having a honeymoon? Is that going to be filmed as well? You know, I don't think they, they film the honeymoon. Best. Well, they might do, but I don't think it's for like you know cin- cinematic release. Definitely <laughs> getting more interested in the royals if they did start doing that though. Broadcast. <laughs> well, she must have an she must have an Instagram account, right? Uh, I, maybe they've had to. Ch- I assume. I'm pretty sure it's a very kind of like you have to now behave this way, this way, this way, this way, and this way, and you must be prim and proper and all this. Because I can't imagine they'd let her like take selfies of her in a bikini on a beach on her Instagram mm. um, and post that online. Like you know, that's not something. It's not something royals do, is it? It's, it's not something one does. I mean, dressing up like a Nazi, that's fine. She can do that, that is, all she wants. That um, is something that one does. Yes, uh, but one does not take selfies on a beach. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. I was uh, down in, your, I'd say your neck of the woods, in your part of the country anyway, uh, at the end of last week. <laughs> and for my uh, wedding anniversary, I came to London for a couple of days. And yeah. on the Friday, we uh, we went wandering from Victoria kind of back to the train station. We kind of went via St. James's Park, kind of accidentally, really. We just went, well, let's just walk straight line. There's no point in getting it getting a tube around and we've got ours and of course we bumped into st james's park on the way and and i'm like oh shit of course fucking royal wedding jesus this is going to be an absolute tourist nightmare and it wasn't it didn't seem too bad there was loads of there wasn't even much security about and of course it wasn't until the next day i realized that the wedding wasn't fucking there anyway was it It in fucking windsor so 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 we were all kind of like hey buckingham palace and fucking like like this what all the tourists are here for oh there don't appear to be very many tourists and no one's even you know, no one's even stopped us to kind of ask for our passports or anything or like, you know, search our bags for being anywhere near Buckhouse. It's because they didn't really care, you know. 
<laughs> but it was very, yeah, very pleasant to, uh, to to be in that London for yeah. a couple of days. Did, did they not have the wedding at the palace then? Because I kind of feel like, you know, nope. if you're going to do it, Windsor Castle. Well, you wouldn't get married at Buckingham Palace anyway, because there's no there's not a church. Well, no, you get. Mar- I thought they were getting married at Westminster Abbey or whatever, and then the whole yeah. thing afterwards. Yeah. They drive down that really nice road, that's yeah, with yeah. no potholes between Buckingham Palace and everywhere else. Yeah, the Mall. That's yeah. all right. Yeah. I assume they'd drive down that at some point, but then again, I wasn't really paying attention to it. My only concern was it was on at the same time as the FA Cup. It um, was. No, it was over by the time of the FA Cup here. Well, they, they got still... married at like twelve. They were probably drunk by the time of the FA Cup. Maybe that's why he got married on the day of the FA Cup, so he had an excuse to get pissed with the lads. I think I think he wasn't allowed to get married on a weekday because they didn't want to give a bank holiday. Mm. And so he thought, you know what? If I do it on the day of the FA Cup final, you can get everything out of the way, and then people can stay in the pub later. Mm. And so, while it seems like a bad scheduling class, I think Harry did it because he's he's one of the lads. Mm, he's just, I'll let you stay in the pub an hour later. Mm. Cheers, Harry. She goes away, gets photos taken. He, you know, get switches on Sky. You know. Well, I, I mean, I must admit, I, I, the build-up to it was the most annoying thing because um, I remember one day I woke up to an urgent news report, and like you got the BBC News up on my phone um, and all that, and it popped up with this urgent breaking news, and I thought, oh fuck, something bad's happened. So I opened it up, and it was just that her father couldn't come to the wedding. Yeah, um, and I was just like, what the fuck? And then I scrolled down, 66 dead in Gaza, literally, like, underneath, what dress is she wearing? Like, I just kind of like, oh, for fuck's sake, like, just urgent news. I was woken up, like, like, ah, what? Notification. Meghan Markle's father can't come. Fuck! Like, whatever will I do? I'm sure are she you, had a lovely time. Are you okay now, people? Are you I okay? am now, yeah. I mean, at the time, I was shocked and horrified. But then, you know... Next day, I was woken up by another urgent news one saying that uh, Harry's dad's going to do it, so that's pretty all right, isn't it? Yeah, that seemed quite quite pleasant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was hey. uh, her mother. Her mother walked oh. down the aisle. Yeah, that's did she? I, I thought, uh, thought it was Princey. Mm. No. Yeah. I missed I missed all of the wedding because I was back in Edinburgh by this point, and we don't get a reception uh, <laughs> it's for a royal wedding type stuff. It's, we get BBC Two, but BBC One, no. Yeah, no. We just get uh, like Highland Dancing and uh, um, episodes of Taggart kind of put on instead. <laughs> instead, they're all wedding because uh, <laughs> we live around we live around the corner from the Parliament, so you know there's there's nothing English that's pretty much allowed within like five month five kind of five mile radius of this place. So all the TV reception gets a bit screwed. So so it's good to hear from you guys. That everything went okay because up till now I had no idea. <laughs> you wouldn't have found out. Nah. Like, oh, that the south of England's gone. Oh, well. I mean, the clearances that I had to go through to even come down to London for two days—you wouldn't believe it. You're getting abused by people. Well, that's that's standard. That's, that's, well, that's yeah. Virgin East Coast, mate. <laughs> yeah. Now they've been nationalised. They have. That's it. They've, that's we were on uh, Virgin East Coast and all that. It's not fucking Virgin anymore. Well, as of the end of the month. What so is it going to be now? It's supposed to be nationalised, but it's it's going to be owned by I think London Northeast Railway or something because they're national. I, I, do you know what? I've absolutely no idea. People's East Coast Railway. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is I got home okay. Does that just mean that now the trains are going to run later on time and you can't blame the companies anymore? You can just go, oh well. I don't well, really think it means anything apart from I won't get emails from Virgin East Coast anymore giving me fantastic offers on uh, going down to Birmingham or Manchester or whatever for half price. That's a shame. It is a shame. But now we've done the news and politics. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to go to the local news with... <laughs> <laughs> with 
Dave Bamford. Dave, I understand you've recently been at a tournament. Is that correct? <laughs> that is correct. And that would be a really good segue. Sadly, that is item two on the list. <laughs> God damn. We're going to have to go with someone else. <laughs> but it's fine. We can go to item two and we'll come back to item one afterwards. Because it was a good segue because I went to a tournament on the day of the Royal Wedding. Ooh. And there were tourists on the tube at like nine o'clock or whenever I got on the tube. Mm. Or at least there were foreigners on the tube. So <laughs> I assumed they were tourists. It was a family, and they seemed quite excitable. Were they, were they covered in bunting? No, yeah. they weren't. Mm. A clear sign of any royalist is uh, is bunting. Um, mm. yeah. Only the great and washed put bunting on before 12, so... Yeah, well, you're right. All, all the shops in Edinburgh were still full of bunting. If any of that gives you an idea of how much we didn't care about the Royal Wedding, you could have got bunting anywhere all day. You didn't even have to pay a premium for it. I don't know where you buy bunting. I don't go to those kind of shops. All right, so tell me, tell me more about this tournament you went to and on during the royal wedding. Oh yeah, well it was lovely. It was one of the uh, one of the tournaments where you get to take a date. Oh, was, beautiful, uh, yeah. so, sexy. So, so I asked Vince to the ball, and uh, we got to play some two v two. Oh, beautiful, that was lovely, beautiful. What a lovely hands across the English Channel that was to be. Yeah, I know, right? Solidarity with our European brothers. Um. Initially, we because uh, we played two v two a couple of months ago and had a little, great little time with our uh, Targaryen and Barra combo, where he could play Visited by Shadows on my uh, Blood of the Dragon turn, beautiful, which was wonderful, and just clear the board in the marshalling phase. Yeah. And this time we're thinking, well, what else? And we'll get on in a bit. One of our topics later is uh, a Lannister deck I was playing, mm-hmm. and we were wondering, could we uh, could we extrapolate this Lannister theme? into a 2v2 deck and we thought about it and the answer was yes and it's <laughs> broken as shit um but i discussed it with Issyan, who was the to and we decided to restrict several cards so oh, that we couldn't what? Do it. because um it was convenient it was consistent enough as a joust deck as a 2v2 deck we would have been winning like turn two or turn three mm. with no trouble at all i think wow um so i'll get into that when we talk about my lannister deck later sure um but so we didn't really decide what to play until friday night and on Thursday, the new pack came out, and in the uh, we often go to the pub on a Thursday night after our game night at Darksphere, and we were discussing how good the Salt Cliff Sailor is. All oh, right, yeah, the the yeah. enemy kind of giving stealth to things with coins on, yeah. Yeah, and how you can put coins on it, and then move the coins to other characters. Can yeah. And we were thinking, what's a really good character to put coins on? Yeah. What's your favourite character to put coins on? <laughs> Let me see. What's my favourite character to put coins on who maybe doesn't already have some stealth? I mean, I'd say the Begging Brother, really. It's the best thing to have coins on. The Begging Brother's pretty good. Uh, who are you thinking of in particular? Ricasso. Yeah, yeah, he does like coins. He does mm. like coins. Really So normally he has two coins, but with just one of these other ones, you could make him have five coins. You could, yeah. <laughs> And that's lots of used plots mm. in your used plot pile. Um, <laughs> so I built a Martel Kraken deck <laughs> um, with the Viper and Doran and uh, the Saltcliffe Sailor. Uh-huh. Um, and it was it was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Did it demand that you pull off a cheeky Doran's game towards the end of the uh, match? Of course. Of course it did. Good. I think the most power I claimed in an injury challenge was nine, yeah. which wasn't as much as I'd have, I'd have liked. Mm. Um, I didn't actually tend to get the Saltcliffe Sailor and Rakato together very often. Yeah. Um, and if I did, 
I could only transfer about one gold because I was skinned, which is quite frustrating. <laughs> but um, we looked at what would synergize with that on Vince's end, and what we thought is, if I'm drawing all my bestow tech and needing to play it, I can't mm-hmm. be clogging up my hands with like unnecessary things. Mm-hmm. So Vince played Unbridled Generosity, hey. and he could use it to put coins on my characters, yeah. um, which is great. And also, Favors from the Crown, the bestow plot, does not say after yeah. you play a bestow character, it's after a character with bestow enters play. So he could oh. use it on my characters to give me free gold. And of course, it was called Favors from the Crown, which meant we had a royal theme for our decks. Oh. Which was lovely. So uh, <laughs> Favors from the Crown, and whichever gold plot was appropriate, was yeah. the combo that we named Will and Kate. Will and that Kate? Was lovely. Why Will? Oh, Will and Kate? Not even topical, Dave, honestly. No, well, the thing is, Harry and Meghan were a different combo. Harry and Meghan were Varus's riddle and forced march which <laughs> without kneeling any of your characters you kneel two characters controlled by each opponent and then you can kneel one military icon to kneel another two characters one from each opponent so that's a really nice little uh, combo there i think that's just really, like yeah. the, just like the couple themselves so you decided that that was the harry and megan is that because it was Whoa. military focused yeah yeah, yeah. I get it. So that was it. Um, and of course, you know, Harry's not going to get a crown, whereas we'll get, we'll get a crown. That's true. Yeah. Um, which obviously meant that we had to name the rest of our plots. So what I, I said to Vince, I said, Vince, I want to play ridiculously big used plot pile, Viper stuff. And he was just like, I love it. Firstly, you Prince's plans, you can play across the table. You can give the strength and the, the icon to anyone. Yeah, you can, of course. So that is fantastic in this format. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, look, you should play Tyrell because you can put the pressure on with all the renown and then I can just close and I can stand Randall with the prince's plans. <laughs> oh, this is great. And give him an intrigue icon. And Vince was just like, yeah, I could, but I actually just want to play Night's Watch so I can play the new event. And there was no budging that, basically. I was like, but you should do this. He was like, no, I'm playing Night's Watch. I was like, fine, okay. Uh, so what that meant, of course, is like, right, well, that gives us access to Craster. Oh, here we so go. So we can just play our... Valor and White Shadows bullshit like we did last time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, turn one in the first game, I play the Saltcliffe Sailor, and Matt Herdman looks at me and goes, You're playing Ricasso bullshit, aren't you? And I was <laughs> like, Yeah. <laughs> he was like, That's amazing. And then Vince plays Craster, and he goes, No, oh, you're playing the Craster bullshit as well. I was like, Yeah. Bullshit squared. He's just like, Don't play too much because there's going to be a one sided Valor next turn. Like, yeah, that's, that's true. That's going to happen. Um, so for those who don't remember that everyone dies to the Valor and goes to the side uh, they go under the control of the player who played White Shadows and then when Craster is popped everyone in the dead pile comes back but obviously the characters controlled by the opponents initially are under control of a player so they don't go back and they just die at the end of the phase so a lovely one-sided Valor for the cost of a, a Craster um, and I think we had Craster turn one in all our games, which was it, fantastic. And did you name that combo? That combo uh, was the Queen and Prince Philip. Okay, yeah, yeah. Prince Philip being Valamogulus and the Queen being the White Shadow. <laughs> and it was great because uh, because Vince was playing Trixie Bird. In our last game, he forced George Ankers to play Valor, so he didn't have to. So I was just like, don't worry, I'll play the Queen. 
Uh, I was like, that's good. And then for the rest of the game, we kept saying, he, he was just like, he's like, should I play Prince Philip? I was like, no, you can't play Prince Philip yet. I've got the Viper, like, he'll die. Uh, and then at the end, he's like, but if I don't play him now, I'll pin for, I'll pin Prince Philip. And everyone was just like, we know it's Valor, but it's really funny. Uh, so obviously, um, so that was that combo. As uh, we had a traditional opener, uh, and I had George and he had Charlotte, and t- together they were called the kids. Um, that was Prince Doran's behest in Time of Plenty. Yeah, nice. Um, and then I had a load of econ plots because I needed to play all my bestow bullshit, mm-hmm. um, which were kind of unnamed. But he had uh, another two named. He had the one which we keep forgetting about, uh, which I have a feeling was Prince Andrew originally, but we couldn't remember what we had named it. And that's Forgotten Plans, because we oh. figured that uh, that's pretty good with um, Crows of Trixie Bird. And all of my plots were either immune to it because they were when revealed or uh, like late summer feast it gets rid of the downside so that's not a problem true yeah oh yeah that's good yeah i like that yeah so that was great uh and then we had uh prince charles obviously <laughs> uh he was breaking ties as a divorcee and then we had little fingers med- meddling and that was fergie because obviously she sold access to the royal family really so uh yeah it was good and you know so he'll do his setup he's just like I've not got a very good setup, but I could Fergie turn one. And I was like, ooh, Fergie turn one. Fergie turn you, one. You play Fergie turn one. I can play my kid. <laughs> and then turn two, we can Philip and the Queen. And that was even more fun than using our housemates' names. And then we could talk about wedding gifts the whole time when he had unexpected generosity. Oh. And I had uh, Prince's plans. I was like... I've got a gift for you this turn if you need it. He's like, oh, actually, I could do with a gift. I'll tell you when. And then, you know, three challenges later, he'll be like, oh, I could do with an injury icon now. I was like, no worries. <laughs> no marriage pact, sadly. Oh, no, that would have been brilliant. It would have been lovely. And, of course, um, Burger King was giving out uh, cardboard crowns at mm. Victoria Station. So, oh. Did you, did you have crowns. a crown for the occasion? Yeah. Yeah, and they said uh, Harry and Meghan on them. Oh. It was lovely. <laughs> um... Yeah, so there were loads of little uh, little synergies that we could um, we could exploit between our decks. Like, yeah, me giving strength boost to him. He was playing Tyrell, of course, so uh, there are occasions where he could strength boost my Viper or um, use melee at Britta Bridge so the Viper would win by five and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Pretty sweet. Nice. Someone always tells us really, really good, I found out. Yeah, isn't it just? <laughs> Uh, Rowan, I thought, was going to cry when I cancelled his Feast for Crows. Oh. Was he playing Batter then? or He was playing Drowned God. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, yeah. for Dom. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, there was a number of changes to the rules for this one. They added limit one per plot deck to every plot. Fair enough. Uh, to stop, basically to stop people playing two Varus's Riddle. Um, yeah. Which made us really sad because we wanted to play double favours from the crown so that I could play a Bestow character <laughs> put the gold in it then yep. trigger both favours from the crown to put loads of gold in it but um alas limit one for plot deck so only one per team uh they added uh dragon's tail and uh blood of the dragon and the greyjoy chud that claims power when he dies oh they got rid of that oh. to the restricted wow. list um because if you've got tal and that chud and blood of the dragon yeah you just then you win I should get and kill it yeah yeah um and dragon's tail Dragon's Tail was added to the restricted list, so you can't play it with Annals. Yeah. 
and uh, the last thing was that every non-limited neutral card was limit three per team. So three copies of Nightmares, three copies of Hand's Judgment between the two of you, um, which is more similar to how we played it in first edition. But obviously, we didn't have to let up on economy because we had all the non-limited. Yeah, all the seas and. It was and, and it was it was quite interesting to split the seas and split the. Uh, the streets, whereas now it would just be a ball like if you restricted Rose Roads um, yes. to that. Um, yeah, so that was the 2v2. Kevin Whammer won it, obviously. Oh, really? Uh, was there undefeated in three 2v2 tournaments now. Oh, God. Oh, what one new shit that they come up with? Um, Whammer played a similar, uh, you know, winter-style deck as he did before. Oh, limit one for plot deck means that you can't play double famine, which is good, because double famine is brutal. Uh, as is Double Early Frost, which Vince and I were playing oh, last time. That's right. Um, and then Keb was playing a uh, Lanny Jumpers deck. Who, you know, he didn't care about how much gold he had or anything. Sure. Just jump stuff. That's yeah. So they they did pretty well, obviously. Mm. Yeah, and then a lot of people were playing. Um, you saw some decks which were like, uh, I'll I'll do all the military challenges and you do all the injury challenges and we can do multiples each. Um, and then you saw some which were like a rush deck and then a support deck. Uh, lots of like Targaryen players dealing with the threats while the other player got lots of power kind of thing. Yeah. How many people were there then? How many pairs did you get? I think we had ten pairs. Wow, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So it was a lovely uh, a lovely day out. Mm, impressed. I love a two V two. So cheers to Calvin and Issian for organising that. I guess that will move us on to other tournaments in London. There's another tournament coming up in a couple of months in London. No idea what you could possibly be talking about, Dave. Please tell me more. Yeah. Mm. On the 28th and 29th of July, it's the Battle of Blackwater Bay. Ooh. Mm. Finally announced after much um, delay on the part of us and other parties. Mm. Um, But we have finally sorted out that it will be at Magic Madhouse, which is in East London. It's 10 minutes walk from a station that's two minutes tube from Stratford. Mm. Um, and it's fairly easy to get to. It's right next to the Olympic Stadium for anyone who knows East London, basically. Um, it's a great venue. Uh, there's a bar. Uh, there has been in the past a pub downstairs with a really nice beer garden. At the moment it's closed, but it should be open in the next couple of weeks. Mm. So hopefully we'll be able to organise lunch with them. Otherwise we will order the biggest Domino's order that you have ever seen. And we will be able to drink there all night because there'll be a pub. Fantastic. Which will be great. Mm. Um, so everybody do come along to that if you've not been to Blackwater before if you like me on banter you'll love it when I'm showboating to 80 people at a tournament um, I get to TO it and I have an absolutely great time definitely the weekend of the year we normally meet for drinks and food on the Friday and then of course drinks on the Saturday Sunday we'll do the cut which we have decided will be Starlex style everybody on X and 2 makes the cut and then we'll have an elimination round to get into the cut proper and then on the Sunday we'll have the cut the melee and the first edition Highlander draft which will seat up to 24 players which is the main reason for going to Blackwater at all to be honest absolutely and of course there will be lots of prize support and the winning player will be able to go to Starlek for free with a buy So please don't let Darren win it again. So yeah, Blackwater Bay, it's fantastic. If you've got any questions, shoot me or the cast or the Blackwater Bay page a message and we will let you know. 
There may be limited sleeping spaces in London, so if you are strapped for cash, do let us know and I'll try and sort you somewhere. But yeah, come along. It's fantastic. Tony, you're going to come along, aren't you? <sighs> <laughs> Don't break our listeners' hearts live on air. I'm going to have to send someone to play for me in my stead, unfortunately. I will not be attending Blackwater this year, thanks to the uh, shoddy job that you guys did with uh, scheduling it. But, you know, shit happens. Yeah. And, yeah, I'll send a blow-up doll, an autopilot, like an airplane, to sit on one side <laughs> of the table and pretend to play cards for me. Fantastic. No one will tell you the difference. No, well, exactly. Exactly. Tier probably three, place higher. Be, tier, yeah. tier 3.5, we're, you know, we're, we're round about there. Three and a half. So, uh, no, while I'd love to come, there's still a there's still a very, very gentle possibility that things might work out the other way. Um, but the reason I can't go to Blackwater that weekend is it's my wife's birthday, and while my wife plays Thrones, she's usually got other things that she wants to do that weekend. And... Uh, and so I am, uh, unfortunately, um, I, unfortunately, that sounds awful. I've just had my wedding anniversary, for fuck's sake. Um, fortunately, <laughs> I will be bound by her decision as to kind of what happens at, the, at that weekend. But Blackwater is uh, is fantastic. I've been, been the last two years, and it's uh, very much a highlight of the year. And, this, you know, regardless of kind of who wins. And uh, the the key highlight for the weekend is always the draft on the Sunday. The draft on the Sunday is fucking phenomenal. And if you go and get knocked out uh, early on the Saturday, get drunk, come back on the Sunday and play Highlander Draft First Edition because you will not regret it. You don't need to play First Edition before. You just need to kind of know how to play some cards, and I guarantee you will have a cracking time. If I remember right, we had post Blackwater episode last year where was it Alex that it was it was Alex Feeworth that talked about his experience playing the Highlander draft at Blackwater, having never played first edition before, and he had an absolute blast of a time. So at the very least, do that. I mean, there's sure there's tickets to Stalek and all that kind of malarkey kind of going on, but you're probably going to go to Stalek anyway, right? You you just you know. It just just means that you skip your breakfast on the you know on the Friday on the Saturday to 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 play joust. But either way, yeah, go to Blackwater, go to Starlight, do all the things. All good. It's the end. Lovely. Will you be trying to join us, Peel? Yeah, yeah. When uh, if you could tell the whole dates, all details, all the rest, I will. I will be there. I will need a place to sleep though. That's fine. So uh, I have this. I have this room. Right. You do. You do. And I have on the lovely wooden floor. That's fine. I'll bring an air mattress. <laughs> I hear they're all the rage. Fantastic. Right. <laughs> 28th, 29th July, London, Battle Broadway. Be there. We don't have any solid dates for regionals in the UK just yet, but it looks from, you know, a, a, a Trixie Bird is telling me that round about kind of July or early August is round about when the, when the regionals are going to be taking place. I'm aware that the Scottish regional is going to be taking place in Glasgow at some point in the middle of July. By the time this episode airs, that is likely to be public knowledge. I am touching wood that it will be public knowledge, otherwise I might have to cut this. <laughs> but um, I'm led to believe it will be one of the middle weekends in July, so that won't clash with Blackwater, certainly. And then hopefully we will also be able to tell people about the Manchester and Stockton regionals, which should likely take place at the beginning of August as well. So let's just hope that shit comes out by the end of the week. As far as, well, everyone is aware when Blackwater is. They are aware not to clash with it. Yeah. As far as I'm aware. Good. (laughs) I have informed relevant parties in the South, certainly. So July and August in uh, in the UK 
are likely to be Thrones tournament heavy. Basically, don't plan anything for any of the weekends in July and August because the chances are you will have a regional or a bigger tournament than a regional to go to on that on the Saturday of every single bloody week. Um, which Based is good. on this, uh, you will need to think of kind of excuses for family holidays in advance. Yeah. Um, I do recommend stomach bugs and um, if you are so lucky to be able to use it, woman issues because no one ever questions that. Uh, if you ever say you're throwing up, that's it. No one's ever going to ask you any more details. Just, uh, yeah, that. If you need to make yourself seem whiter, use some talcum powder. Um, on the forehead, need to sweat? Not a problem. It's hot today. It's uh, pretty much got it covered. So um, just, you know, be sure to plan in advance. Don't drop it on them last thing. Tell them the day before. And if you can throw up on them, do so. Good medical advice from Tom Peel there. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Well, with that, I guess we will broadly move in the direction of the other major tournament in the UK mm-hmm. in the next month, which oh. is Euros. Yeah, it is. And we will prefix the Euros discussion with two other topics. So that's where we're moving gradually. Uh, normally we do, of course, the uh, this is what we're going to talk about today, but I guess we just we just got into it. It's fine. Contents can come at the end. An index. <laughs> we'll end with yeah. an index. <laughs> Minutes of this podcast will be available on the website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, with Euros, a couple of weeks ago, we discussed what we would talk about in our um, episode 84, where we recapped June and the events of the lost episode 83. And I said to my co-hosts that I would not be discussing a deck I had been playing in June. Not June, April. Mm. June is in the future. Because I thought I might want to take it to Euros. As it turns out, the deck is simultaneously not quite consistent enough for me, and I can make the whole weekend, whereas that was previously in doubt. So I'm going to play a good deck. But I would like to talk to you (laughs) about that deck now. Because when I first played it at the tournament, everyone went, what the fuck is that? How do we hear about it? And I said, don't worry, this week on Banter, we'll talk all about it. And then we put off recording for, like, three weeks. Mm. And by that point, I was just like, actually, I don't want to talk about it. I want to keep it secret tech. So some people have already spoken to me about it. But this deck is the Lannister Greensight deck. And I don't know, have you had a go with it, Tony? I didn't have a go with it, no. I saw that you posted the deck list, and there's no reason why we can't like put a link to the deck list for... Uh, I, will, I will publish it. Yeah, for, for others to, to see this. No, I didn't. I changed my mind at the last moment and built a... Um, Night's Watch Maester Catapult bullshit deck, which was one of the f- most entertaining things I've ever played. But um, we can talk about that later. You carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, it all started because uh, Greensight had just been released, and I thought, that looks fun, with Pillage Tywin. Mm. Because, of course, you can look at the top card of yours and your opponent's deck. If you choose to discard them, you then let, get to look at the next card in the deck. Of both of them and choose which one to discard so you're always getting the best of two cards they're always getting the worst of two cards you know half their draw phase every turn yeah it's great uh, and it's it's really quite wonderful so i built it and i played it against vince and i won and i won with about nine power because i'd milled him <laughs> and i thought that was funny and vince was like yeah that was really odd and so should we, should we play that again he goes yeah okay and then I did it again. Mm. Um, and then I, I took it to a tournament in Aldershot. 
and I made the top four, and it was five rounds top eight. Uh, and I lost two games, one because my Valor was riddled, and I lost Tywin, the Tickler, Tyrion, and the Mountain. <laughs> and uh, and that allowed him to close before I did a lot of milling. Mm. Um, and the other one because Tyrell has lots of renown, and this deck's quite slow. But basically, the brunt of it is running lots of pillage cards and uh, running Late Summer Feast to allow your opponent to draw extra cards, two copies of Time of Plenty, and three copies of The Dragon's Tale, and three copies of Without His Beard. So the idea is you slow the game down as much as possible using Gregor and the Tickler. Defending power challenges where possible. You don't really care about making offensive challenges because, honestly, you don't want to put power on your house. But if you do, you know, you make sure you win it, get as many pillage triggers as possible. You can gradually stack the deck in favour of the Mountain and the Tickler um, by putting things further down using Tywin. You use, without his beard, will, of course, draw them two extra cards. Dragon's Tail will draw them two extra cards. Um, And then say turn five you flip annals of castle black and play all those vents again and it is really really consistent in that tournament when i went essentially five two four of those victories were from mill and one of them was getting to 15 and that really made me sad because it's actually it's a really boring way to win when you've got the option to just go oh you know what three dragon's tails you've got no more cards left Um, it's truly a wonderful feeling to mill your opponent, and this deck does it really consistently. What makes it, in your opinion, not as consistent as you would like? So, Pillage Tywin is really important. Mm. Not for milling cards, but for making everything else work. Yeah, for Greensight and all the things alongside that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Greensight alone, he's making your cards better than your opponent's. Mm-hmm. But he also allows the Mountain and the Tickler to control what the board looks like mm-hmm. um, and so while it's not impossible it's, it's definitely possible to win without him he just makes it so much easier to win mm-hmm. and delay the game so that you can flip annals and trigger the last few events basically mm. um, it also like if you see your dragon's tails turn one and turn two you're laughing because you're just drawing all your important cards mm-hmm. giving them cards they'll just discard to reserve and mm-hmm. setting yourself up to for a great annals turn because of course on the annals turn if all your events in your discard pile on your annals turn your they draw two cards you discard one card for green sight mm. you make them draw card, nine cards from sorry uh, six cards from dragon's tail and six cards from without his beard so all of that is 15 cards which is a quarter of the deck and obviously you're not going to get them all off on that one turn but you've been you know dribs and drabs here and there and uh, and the pillages and that kind of thing uh, so there's been plenty of times where I'd get to plot one of the plots and I'd go, how many cards are left in your deck? And they'll say four. I'll go, right, well, I'll flip time. Time of plenty, plenty then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like green side, draw three. Yeah. Oh, do I lose? Yeah. The uh, the number of cards in deck is public, which is good to know. You can ask your opponent any time. And it is great because you play it and at some point you go, right, how many cards have you got in your deck? And they go, what? And if they haven't seen you play it before, they go, oh, I thought you were just playing the pillage stuff for Gregor. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> and they suddenly it dawns on them that they might actually get milled mm. and they shouldn't have flipped counting coppers and they shouldn't have been triggering their draw effects <laughs> and they shouldn't have been drawing for late summer feast but they did all those things Doesn't and now they have draw. 15 cards in their deck and that's not a lot of cards but hang on a second Dave I thought draw was a good thing 
Ah, not a good thing when you're playing against Lannister Greenside. Someone keeps telling me that card, card advantage is good, and you draw cards, and that's why Count Coppers is in all the decks. And and you're saying you're you're blowing my mind here and saying that this is this is potentially not a good thing. Not against this deck. No, clearly not. I always felt, I always kind of feel that that Tywin hasn't really ever had its day, really, because it's called. Tywin Lannister, obviously, and the other Tywin was yeah. was, was so good. I pissed about with it a little bit, and uh, when Triss Botley came out and built a Lanny Kraken deck, which yeah, it did kind of depend on on Tywin coming out. But once Tywin comes out and you get to pillage, and then you can Triss Botley the right cards out of the deck, it was a lot of fun. Um, not entirely consistent at all because it always felt to me that. Actually, actually, that deck might have been better as a Greyjoy land deck, but then you lose Tywin, which was the entire point of building the deck in the first place, to play with that Tywin because of how much fun it was. But this is before Greensight came out, which became, which is obviously the core of that, that they're losing, they're losing good cards every turn, even before you've, you know, even before you've done a challenge. And as I, said, I just, I couldn't believe how consistent it was. Mm-hmm. I did pretty well losing to a rush deck, which is, well, not a rush deck, but a deck with a lot of renown. Yes, fair enough. And um, which I couldn't control. Mm. And then uh, Issyan took it to the charity joust in Brighton and came second. Hmm. And he lost because he was pissed, basically. His opponent had dropped um, so they could go home a bit earlier in the top four. Hmm. And that gave him an hour and a half to two hours of extra drinking time over his opponent, who I don't believe was drinking. Hmm. Um, (laughs) And that was catastrophic. (laughs) Always the best way Uh, of going to comedy. While it's not a, a crazy deck to pilot, there are some, you know, there's a couple of important decisions early on, and then you've got to play very conservatively to get the most out of, you know, mitigating power gain and um, maximising pillage, so that a couple of mistakes can, uh, you know, snowball into a, into a loss. But it is, it's great fun to play. Is there anything that's come out since that makes the deck either worse or better? I think there's only, um, Old Town Scholar came out, so you can play your dragon's tails or without his beard and then copy them to draw f- draw, draw cards yourself. Yeah. And obviously, like, yeah, drawing cards seems, yeah, because you, you don't want to deck yourself as well because you are drawing a fair amount and green sighting every turn. Mm-hmm. But the fact is you've got all the pillage and they don't. So yeah, you're, 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 you're losing the... fewer cards than they are. So yeah. no harm. there's no harm in drawing once in a while, drawing four off your dragon's tail, I guess, if you've got your whole ten scholar out. But... Exactly. Yeah. And it just it just helps you see your combo pieces mm. quicker, basically. Because at the uh, at the end of the day, it does play like a slow combination deck. Mm. And there is the point where it gets to, and you go right. There is nothing you can do now because I've got all this pillage, and I've got these dragons tails, and you can't even flip forgotten plans because I just play them in the uh, in the plot phase. Mm. <laughs> um, oh, and it's is Annals a scheme? No, it's not. Annals is not a scheme. No. Yeah. So they've helped. Mm. Other than that, I tried uh, off to Girl Town mm. um, because the deck could have done with a few more power icons. Yeah, it's pretty banter, but it's not amazing. You draw cards off that as well, don't you? You do, yeah, yeah which is nice. Yeah, um, but uh, the other events were better. Yeah, and I was running uh, Tears and Treachery as well as the two draw events. Yeah, of course. What else? Uh, yeah, the Old Town Scholars went in over the wildling hordes who turned out to be a bit too expensive and you could basically never tra- trigger their action yeah. because you were always kneeling your house card for green sight as a rule you you trigger it every time no matter what is on the top unless um 
Unless it's your copy of Taiwan that you haven't got. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's basically the only time I've... I've also not um, triggered it on Dragon's Tales. Fair enough. And I think that's it. I think I've triggered it every other time, pretty much. So, yeah, you see turn one, you know, and your opponent's got a great setup. And they reveal Rose Road, and you reveal Tyrion, and you go, right, in the bed. <laughs> and they go, what? Mm-hmm. You say, yeah, I don't need Tyrion. He's useless. He's fine. Well, your, all your events are fucking almost pretty much free all the time as well, aren't they? So, you know, six of your events are free. The others cost one, but, you know, you don't really need a shitload of money for in the in the challenge phase or anything like that. So. No, you don't. You won't, The only time you need money is to marshal Gregor, basically. Mm. But it's stealth to help. It's stealth, it's stealth and a power icon, I guess. But as you say, it's not yeah, really. Yeah. Getting to 15 power isn't really mm. the kind of key uh, winning condition of that deck, so... Not at all. It is very shocking when you end up above 10 power and you go, oh, actually, if I just make a few challenges in this order, I'll just win it the regular way. <laughs> oh, that's no fun. I guess I'll do that. <laughs> no fun at all. It's very fashioned. Very good. Yeah, it's good fun. I recommend people try it. I won't bring it to Euros or anything like that, but uh, uh, but it might, yeah, it'd be worth a, worth a run through. Yeah, that was the thing. When I thought I might not be able to make Euros properly, and I thought I might have to you know, drive up on the Saturday and go home Saturday night. Mm. I thought, oh, I'll play Greensight. If I make the cut, fantastic. If I don't, mm. I probably won't. But I should be able to put a good innings in with it because I think it's I think it's consistent enough to go well, like 4-3 or whatever it was. I probably won't go X2, but I reckon I'll go X3 with it, uh, mm. something like Euros. Uh, and it would just be fun to play because it is good fun to play. But uh, uh, maybe I'll take it to a regional if I get to enough uh, that I can I can play one or two competitively and then play Greensight on another. Yeah, but of course, uh, as a quick aside, the regional prize support kit came out the other day, and there's that House Botley Greyjoy house card for top four. So I am wanting, I'm wanting that. Everyone wants one one of them. No, I mean the the regional kit is is solid. The map is very nice. The alt arts are cards that will be used. Uh, They're nightmares, right? Like the yeah, participation prizes and nightmares. There's the you know the house botley house card. It's it's that's crazy. There's some mm. legitimate stuff. I'm telling you, someone at FFG has fucking basically turned up their game, or they've got a, like a new managing director or something of the LCG department who's a massive Thrones fan who's kind of gone. Why aren't we doing enough of this bloody game? Right. Okay. Well, you know, you know, you know Ryan Ritter works for. Of course, yeah. FFG OP. You wonder if this is the first thing he's got his hands on. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> and it takes so long to come through and he goes right house botley as soon as he's got some influence he's like, at a playable neutral yeah to put his mark on it well good well you know good stuff keep it up let's fucking maintain it I think yeah I guess Peel you've got you've had some green sight haven't you I have uh, yes you, um, you've seen some omens from the future would you like to talk to us about that Ooh. well Dave and Tony and all our listeners we have a spoiler <gasps> We really need some dramatic drum rolls, even if I just have one downloaded. Yeah, just... <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, so, in order to reveal this, because we can't do it a normal way, we're going to play a little game. So, we're going to play a game of charades uh, in order to guess the uh, the new card available in the forthcoming months. Okay. Can't wait. Yeah. Do it. Neither can I, because uh, this is going to be tricky. Um, right, so, I guess we'll have to start... Ooh. Uh, they've also announced the Nationals prize support. Oh, have they? What? Just oh. now, as we're on the air? Just now, which had been unofficially spoiled because of the um, Canadian Nationals kit. Oh, yeah, right enough. But they've changed it slightly. Oh, Ooh, go on then. So for Canadian Nationals, 
Uh, it was Milk of the Poppy for participation, Ooh, I like which that. is the same here. And it was a stark spot gloss for top uh, 32. Yeah. Well, they've changed that so that it's double-sided Reigns of Castamere. Um, with, I don't remember if you remember the Alt Art Plower of Blood art with the Lannisters stood together. I'm looking yeah, at it. That no, that's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And on the back of that, it's the Conclave uh-huh. with the First Ed Conclave <laughs> art on it. So that's pretty nice. Tell you what. That Milk of the Poppy is excellent. I'm a big fan. I haven't seen yeah. it, but I'm I, sure. Like, to be honest, even just having Milk of the Poppy as a participation yeah. prize, it's something you always use. It can go in every deck. It makes sense. Instead of having a fucking Jon Snow. Ah, like, but Peel, there's a delicious irony to the idea of a Milk of the Poppy souvenir as the card's strength lies in its ability to make your opponent's characters forget themselves, slowing their mind oh, and God. easing them into a haze through which they can no longer access their unique game text. That just came straight off the website, anyway. Um, <laughs> obviously. Oh, House Bolton flayed House Bolton mirrored silver tokens. Eh, they're all right. Oh, the mat's quite pleasant as well. I always quite like that Val art. It's Very nice. That's something nice, something new. But anyway, let's get yeah. on to the Yeah, sorry, I distracted you there. <laughs> right, okay, so I'm going to start the audio charades uh now uh, and i'm going to need you two to, to to try and guess and i'm i'm not able to say many things no i'm only allowed to say higher or lower should we go with higher or lower adding a little bit of the card is right tribute to our brucey you may well have to kind of get a little bit more detail than i that, think but... we're going to have to use higher or lower so yeah. we'll, we'll we'll crack it off now then all, all right, right. <laughs> are we doing the cost of the card are we doing the faction are we Doing what kind of what type of card it is? Oh no, you can't. Well, Lannister. Higher. Baratheons. Higher. Martell. Higher. Oh, it's not a Greyjoy, is it? It is. It's Greyjoy. It's Greyjoy. It's what? I, yep, I saw him. It's a Greyjoy okay. card. Fuck! It's a Greyjoy card. Hmm. Right. So, is that a, a detachment? Lower. Lower than an attack. You don't get lower than an attachment. Okay, lower, mm, lower, lower as in not even maybe even on the board anymore. Like like maybe in a hidden area, perhaps. I don't know. Um, let's go with uh, mm, let's go with a character. Is that a character? Higher, yes. Contracts. What? <laughs> Higher than a character. It's a character. We've got a Greyjoy character. Mm. Greyjoy character. All right. Okay. Okay. We've got fifty-fifty chance on this one, though, Peel. Uh, Tony, is it? Do you, what do you reckon? Is it loyal or non-loyal? What is he doing with his hands? Does that mean <laughs> that can't possibly mean loyal? That's filthy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Non-loyal. That's that, that's filthy. That must be non-loyal. Non-loyal Greyjoy character. All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's let's try this. Another fifty-fifty. Is it uh, unique or non-unique? I'm hoping they gave us a unique. And Peel looks pretty smug about it. So unique. Lower. Higher. No, higher. It's definitely higher. No, lower. It's going to be lower, isn't it? Sorry, lower. I think lower than... Definitely non-unique. Yeah, I think you're right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So in summary, Greyjoy non-unique character. Cost. Let's do cost. This is proper higher than lower bullshit. Ten. Lower. Zero. Higher. Eleven. <laughs> lower. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Lower than, lower than ten. Yeah, okay. Uh, seven. Lower? Two. Higher. Five. Sometimes? 
Ooh. Sometimes. Sometimes. What on earth could he mean? Ooh. Then it's a four. He's it's a four. He's shaking his head. He's shaking his head. He's nodding his head. It's a four cost character. Mm. But what did he mean by sometimes? Okay, so let's go on to. It's a character, right? So it means it's got icons. So it's Greyjoy as well. So let's let's go for the obvious. Does it have a power icon? It does. Mm. Should, should we give it a punt on a military icon? That seems like a good guess. It does doesn't it? A Greyjoy. Yeah. Greyjoy icons. If it's if it's four or sometimes five, probably a icon. Yes, yeah, it, it is a um, a bi-con, as it's... Which, which means there's no way it's got no, an no. entry... There's no way it's got an entry icon, then, if it's four-cost. Yeah. All right, so four-cost bi-con, Greyjoy, pretty standard, right? Go on, how many, how many, how many strength points does it have? <laughs> is it <laughs> X? <laughs> no. <laughs> Lower? Higher? <laughs> higher than X. Ten. Not X. I'm just going to go with not X. Not X. Not X. Well, is is it is it 94? X equals lower than 94. Okay. Five. Lower. Three. Uh, ding, ding. Yeah, yeah, okay, right, we're on three, right. Yeah, there we go, we're on three. So we got most of the top half. Most of the top of the car. Mm. Well, we need the name still. That's the top half, which could be tough. This this is going to be yeah this is going to be uh, fiddly. How many words is it? Higher higher than one, Dave. Two. Yes. Mm. <laughs> so it's a Greyjoy something something. It's a non-unique. Okay, so if we guess the number of syllables in the first word. Four. Two. Yes. <laughs> so it's it's a Greyjoy. Do the do the same for the second word. Hang on, I can't even count how many... Oh, has it got two syllables as well? Higher. Oh, it's got more. Three syllables? Yes. Oh, so Ooh. it's Greyjoy, da-da-da-da-da. Or da-da, depending on where you put the stress. All right. <laughs> so Is it in iambic pentameter? <laughs> <laughs> um, so do us a mime for the, like, for the first word then. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's got something to do with the... the, the the day, the 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 sun, not the sun, not the sun. Higher than the sun? The sun. The, oh, space? The moon. Moon, lower than moon. Evening, evening's already to evening. Mm, evening. High. Dusk. Yeah. Is dusk higher than the evening? Dusk something 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 something. Dusk night. night. Yes. Oh, longer, longer. Night longer. You're saying longer than night. Night. Nighty night? No, that's too many syllables. Yeah, this isn't a kid's poem. <laughs> We're bad at this, Tony. It's really difficult. <laughs> it's, it's, really, it's really hard. I mean, I can, I can only see what he's doing with one hand because he keeps the other hand hidden. <laughs> longer, than, longer than night. Well, it's not night time, is it? Yes. Hey. Second word. Three syllables. Uh, night time, ba ba ba. <laughs> right. So this is a this is a weird mime. This one. What is he doing? <laughs> I don't know. He's he's jumping about like an idiot he's, he's is he pillaging no he's not pillaging pillagers nighttime pillagers jump pillagers no. oh. pillagers pillagers mm, that would work nighttime i mean that's fair it's all very great isn't it nighttime something something what would you call what he's doing apart from the obvious what do we call <laughs> is he rummaging pillaging is he oh, i don't know th- 
threatening. He could be. Is he marauding? Yes. It's a very th- ah, it's a very thronesy thing, isn't it? Uh, nighttime marauding. Right. Yeah. Nighttime <laughs> that marauding. Is correct. We're gonna take that. Nighttime marauding. All right. Nighttime marauding. It is. Fucking hell. <laughs> so, in summary, Greyjoy four costs three strength. Sometimes five. Sometimes five, which is weird. Nighttime marauding. Do, what's the do the trick? Lady? <laughs> no. Not lower? Mm, lower than Ally? a lady? Mm. Ally. Higher. Companion? Higher, um, higher than an ally. Higher than mercenary. Lower than a... Storyteller? Lower than a mercenary. No, higher. Higher than higher. The North. Higher. <laughs> House Botley? <laughs> <laughs> lower. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> army? They're marauding. Lower. Ironborn? Higher? Lower? Potentially? Lower? Lower than that. What else does Greyjoy do? They're marauder. The marauder isn't a trait, right? So what, <laughs> what about raider then? Correct. Right. We're getting somewhere. See, we're getting this. We're getting there. We're now down to the next kind of three options. <sighs> cool. thought this would be long and drawn out, Dave. Yeah, it totally is. It's absolutely, yeah, it's absolutely fucking gold dust, this. So <laughs> Has it got key, has it got any keywords? Um, maybe. Uh, has it got one keyword? I oh, am. Yeah. Two keywords. Correct. Two keywords. All right. Two keywords. Well, one of them's got to be ambush, right? It's got to be ambush five. Mm. I'm afraid. Higher. Higher than ambush. Higher than ambush. Ah. Oh. Tony, it's got shadows. It's fuck. Well, that explains why he said it sometimes costs more than four. Oh, it's got shadows. Has it got shadows, Peel? Is it shadows three? Got a shadows three. Hey! Oh, that's fantastic. Got shadows. Oh, our first of shadows course. card on the card. Shadows so is was higher than ambush. Everyone knows that. Feeling quite emotional and quite erotic as well. But that was one keyword, right? So it's a it's Greyjoy. So has it got stealth? Stealth. And, stealth and shadow. Higher than it well, it's Greyjoy, right? So it's not going to renown because it's their nighttime marauder. Does it have pillage because it's Greyjoy? Yes. Pillage and shadows. Fuck. Or, I could go straight into my uh, Lannister Greensight deck if it wasn't a Greyjoy card. If it wasn't a Greyjoy <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That means you pay two to put it into shadows and you pay three to bring it out. So sometimes it can cost five, as you yeah. say. It costs four to put down, but sometimes it can cost five. Now, what on earth would you want to pay five for it for? That means it must have some kind of crazy uh, ability of some kind. Does it have an action? Higher? What's higher than an action? I mean, what's better than an action? A reaction? A reaction to coming out of shadows? Yes! Oh, totally fucking getting it. Okay, so... So after I'm, after nighttime marauders comes out of shadows, then what? Fuck. Okay. Pillage bits. Uh, so pay? No. Oh, higher. Higher than pay. pay higher more. than pay. Higher than pay. So something better than pay. Neil? No, l- lower than Neil. Well, it's not standing because that isn't obviously that's obviously higher than Neil. Mm. And it's great joy. So well, what is it just? It's pillage, right? It is. Pillage. It's so it's putting things near. It's putting things in this card pile. Discard. <laughs> that would. After it comes out of shadows, discard is the next word. Discard. No. Higher. 
but lower, but linked. Linked to this guy. Oh, uh, shuffle? <laughs> <laughs> lower. <laughs> higher. Higher than shuffle. Oh, Tony, help me out here. What Everything's higher than shuffle, for God's sake. I hate shuffle. It's pillage, right? Oh, it's pillage. So it's after it comes out of shadows, does it look... Does it look... No, look isn't really... It isn't a word that this uses very often. Does it look at your discard pile? Little higher. Choose your discard... No, choose your discard. Choose a card in your discard pile. Little higher. Choose a card... Opponent's discard pile. Choose a card in opponent's discard pile. Yeah, see, a little higher. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Choose a card in your discard pile would be great, but... Doesn't synergize with pillage. Doesn't. It's not really recursion, is it? So it's after nighttime remorseless comes out of shadows. You choose a card and an opponent's discard pile. Then what? So Triss removes it from the game. So probably not going to do that. That's that's old. We've got we've got cards that. Does it put it into play under our control? No. Is it like a night's watch card? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Or like uh, um, you're on Greyjoy. You know, you're on Crowside. Yeah. Did yeah. That would be ridiculous if we did that. That would be really cheap. That's true. Yeah, it'd be really cheap. So does it put it back to their hand? No. That'd be shit. Put it on top of their deck. No. These are all good things, right? Higher. Higher than that. What if it... Does it react with a copy of that card in play? Close. Does it react with a copy of that card not in play? Again, close. A card's in your hand? Yes. (gasps) Oh. Jesus. Saucy. Mm-hmm. It, you choose a card in a discard pile. Yes. And what, like, compare it to the cards in their hand, the cards that they've got in their hand, and like discard Good. them or something. Discard. Yes. Discard that card. It's ooh, close. Oh. Better or worse? Better. Fucking what? Discard each copy of that card. Better. Better. It's better, better. than a ruby of relore. Wow. Well, <laughs> that's not tough, is it? Okay, so you choose a card in the opponent's discard pile, and then discard a card from their hand that is similar to it in some way. Same type? Higher. Same cost? Higher. What, what did you say, Dave? Cost. Cost. Same cost as that card? Choose a, choose a card in their hand with the same cost? With the same cost, and then... And then discard it? There we go. Wow. Oh. There we go. I was just going to say, you've got it. Well done. That's it. So it's after it comes out of shadows, you choose a card from the opponent's discard pile. They then have to show you their hand, I presume. And then just, what, discard one card with the same cost as it? No. uh, uh, Each card with the same printed cost as the chosen card. Jesus, tap dancing Christ. What? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, very OP. Well, we got we got there in the end. That's um, yeah. yeah, that's pretty fucking. What number is it? Who's the artist? <laughs> <laughs> is it Magali? <laughs> uh, Lower. <laughs> yeah, it, it's Raman, and the number is twelve. So it's in the next pack. Fantastic. It is. Shit. Well, yeah. that seems pretty fucking strong to me. Mm. It is pretty fucking strong. And uh, it's not unique, so you can have three of them in shadows at any one given time. You can have multiple ones out on the board. And I would assume, though I haven't seen any yet, there is ways of putting cards back into the shadows. 
So when you see their deck, if you can trigger it twice, you pretty much can get rid of anything you want, pending a few things. Uh, but that's ridiculous. Any, for example, if they're sitting on trips, you can fuck them over. Yeah, you know, you, you've got this. Like it's just there. So I mean, so yeah, so you've got two in shadows. You bring one out to look at their hand, and you bring the other one out to discard everything you need. That, but but that's very expensive. Um, it seems also seems to me that they're especially with that king attachment that was in the latest pack, pack is once more they're kind of trying to really, really want you to build a kind of Barrow Greyjoy deck because <laughs> that would be very nice with, you know, hand knowledge and like, I mean, this gives you more hand knowledge as well, but pretty fucking strong. Can, I mean, just being able to look at the hand is good enough to decide whether you want to do certain things. You know, it's just ridiculous. It's also just a four cost pillage character for another for more kind of Greyjoy pillage, but you may remember that on this podcast many moons ago, we spoiled a card called Newt the Barber. And Newt the Barber returns a card from your opponent's discard pile to their hand. Yeah. Oh. And then, and then you draw a card. So you can do that and then bring these out of shadows <laughs> and choose another card in the discard pile with the same cost. Yeah, and then discard that card. See just, their hand. Yeah. <laughs> rediscard it and then maybe get something else. Yeah. yeah. If, there's one, if there's one thing that Greyjoy doesn't freaking need on top of all the pillage and fuck stuff up in your discard pile it's hand knowledge as well you know? yeah yeah that seems, seems really strong which seems another another fucking thing on top to kind of give them not the great joy kind of doing amazingly well or anything on the moment but hand knowledge as well is really fucking strong and shadows now second edition shadows is 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 played as an action right so yeah so mm-hmm. bring this out in the marshalling phase you can before they have a chance to play their cards Oh Jesus! Look at their hand the uh, the round before as well, just to make sure that they've they've got what you want. I guess the important thing is you choose the card in the, in the discard pile first, and then yeah. I mean, your Greyjoy, you know, likes to go first, I guess. So you choose the card first, and then you hope that there's a load of cards with uh, that that cost in, in their hand. But the chances are, if you you know, you go zero, one, or two, you'll get rid of a, ch- a shitload of their events. It depends what's in the discard pile, but then you're Greyjoy. You should know what's in the discard pile by that point. You should have put a load of shit in their discard pile by that point. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the only kind of uh, good thing about it being in Greyjoy in a way. Just simply down to the fact they don't have as many intrigue icons as others mm. readily available. That's about the only real, real option yeah, I, I guess can think the, of. This kind of makes up for it. If you can, if you can, yeah, 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 exactly. If you can come uh, out as an action and then just like knock three cards out of their out of an opponent's hand, and they're all events. So you know you're playing against another Greyjoy character, and they've played one save, and you go but zero, and you knock the other two saves out of their hand. Then great, oh. yeah, very good, strong. We haven't seen many shadows cards, so yeah, it's good. I like it. Very nice. Very nice. Mm. And I mean that's that's a non-unique uh, Greyjoy card. I'm, I'm not optimistic about some of the other powers that are coming out mm. Mm. all the shadow stuff we've seen so far seems pretty strong like some like crazy actions and reactions to coming out of shadows but um i'm sure they'll keep a lid on it <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well we'll see <laughs> yeah we will see next month when the shadows cycle begins in earnest we got there in the end yeah yeah. Thank, you, thank you for the uh, uh, fantastic um, mimes. And, uh, in some ways it worked, in other ways it didn't in any way, shape or form. But well, I guess we'll see how the uh, the listeners take that one. It's a bit different, you know, a bit of fun, a bit of fun. 
<laughs> What's important to remember, guys, is that it isn't always my ideas. It's always other people's. But it's portrayed as my idea, because that way, if it goes wrong, it, it's a convenient kind of... Oh, yeah, it's, uh, that, is, that is 100% not true. It was, <laughs> it was portrayed as your idea because you're much better at that shit than we are. <laughs> you could have done mimes, Tony. I would have liked to see you do a couple of mimes. I bet you would. My webcam is... <laughs> It's off. <laughs> I've got a little, bit of tele- a little bit of masking tape over the webcam on my laptop, and you know why. <laughs> <laughs> right. Shall we track on with the next second? So you'll get to see that uh, that gorgeous card, and it does have lovely artwork. It does, actually. It is uh, actually a very nice. Roughly 24 hours after the podcast goes up. Yeah. I do enjoy it. Yeah. The artist is uh, on Ignacio... Something I can't see because it's just <laughs> off the bottom of the screen. But yeah, that's some, some good artwork. They, those marauders at night are raiding and marauding very, very nicely. Yeah. <sighs> Although they're still in the water at the moment, so they haven't marauded anything yet. No, they haven't. Unless they've just come from hacking down a ship. Maybe. So the last topic on our uh, on our list of things to chat shit about was Euros. So, uh, guys, you excited? It's only less than two weeks now. Very much so. As the Euros is situated within the confines of the Birmingham NEC and the confines of the UK Games Expo, I'm excited for the entire weekend. And the Thrones will be on, I believe, Melee will be taking place on a Friday. The Joust will be taking, well, the opening rounds of the Joust will be taking place on the Saturday. There will be a qualification round for the Cup on the Sunday. So you can play Thrones all weekend, if you like. Or you can play other FFG games if that tickles your fancy. Although, sadly, Star Wars LCG and Thrones Clash, which is incredibly frustrating. I can't believe you're not playing in the final UK tournament of Star Wars, Dave. Uh, it makes me really sad. <sighs> like, there's quite a decent-sized crossover in that there are a lot of players that play Star Wars when they're when they're about. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't travel to play Star Wars, which is why all the regionals and stuff had awful attendance, yeah. but... A lot of them would play in Euros and Nationals and stuff, simply because there was, they were there. Uh, they're not going to get those. And there are an, a lot of players who have played Star Wars but won't be because they've now moved on to other games. Sure, yeah. Well, yeah, if they announce like, it's stopping as well, it's not really... Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no point, is there, to be honest. But, um, if it had been the Friday... It's a shame. It's like, a... I would have played it, and a lot of other people would have played it, but some of them are playing Thrones, like John's playing X-Wing and Destiny. Mm. Um yeah it's sad but there you go shame but you know and everyone's there's a massive uh, shouty rings contingent obviously playing on the Friday and uh, potentially the Saturday as well is that right is there a cut for shouty rings on the Saturday uh, there's uh, two days of Swiss for shouty rings oh Jesus yeah I will be playing on the Friday in shouty rings mm. I haven't played much and the restricted list came out today and didn't affect my deck nice it was quite funny because uh, Vince was just like Oh, have you heard that there's this new meta deck and it does this and this and this? And I was like, I've been doing that since the core. And like, <laughs> yeah, I, I was just like, it's, I'm just playing Tark 222. Out of Scorpion, <laughs> basically. And it's just like, yeah, jumpers, resets, lovely. It's my, as, you, as I believe you said earlier, it's more fun when every card game you play is Thrones. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Little insight into a private group chat there for all our listeners. <laughs> It's always fun when every game you play is essentially Game of Thrones a card game second edition or first edition. 
first of the first yeah. leaf, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's fun. So yeah, you, uh, yeah, Euros Euros should be well attended, if anything, because the expo is fantastic. Anyway, it's now the third biggest kind of games expo in the world. Um, huge, very, very well attended. There's a shitload going on. It's a great place to come and spend the weekend at the same time. So, and I think we'll get it because it's Euros as well. It's not Nationals. We'll get significant attendance from the continent and uh, and potentially further than that. Certainly very well attended last year. And I'm imagining it will be equally well attended this year. So, uh, if somebody wanted to play Thrones on Friday, mm. but didn't want to play Melee, mm. would there be a facility for them to play? Well, well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny that you should say that. Because, as we were just mentioning, that someone at FFG has clearly you know, stepped up their game and prodded the, the the various departments within uh, Fantasy Flight Games to kind of promote uh, Game of Thrones and Card Games Second Edition a little bit more. Um, this also stretches to promoting the game at conventions. And unlike last year, where the Fantasy Flight Games stall at um, the UK Games Expo featured many, many Fantasy Flight Games, but Thrones was nowhere to be seen, albeit... You could learn the board game. You could learn how to play Game of Thrones Intrigue. You could play lots of different Game of Thrones games, but the actual card game was was sadly absent from uh, from being displayed. Um, this year, um, you will be able to come along to the Fantasy Flight Games stall, which will be in the middle of Hall 1 at the Birmingham NEC as part of the UK Games Expo. And on the Friday, you will be able to come up to the stall and come and find me, and I will be able to teach you how to play a Game of Thrones a card game second edition. As I was on that stall, teaching a number of games, but mainly, most importantly, more importantly than any, in fact, is I'll be the one teaching Thrones. I can't, I'll make sure of it. So, hey. so on the so on the Friday, um, not on the Saturday because I'll be playing in Euros, but I'll be working for Asmodee UK on the FFG stall. So come along and. I will hopefully teach you how to play Thrones to about a tier 3.5 level, which should be at least enough to give you a fighting chance to go maybe 2-4-2-5 at Euros on the Saturday. <laughs> but yeah, if you if, if you want to come along for a game for the pure hell of it, or you know someone that you're coming along with then you, and you want someone else to teach them how to play the game or whatever, um, we'll have demo decks at the FFG stop. And all pretty much every game that F- the FFG have will be demoing in some fashion. Like even uh, th- there's some crazy games I was, was very surprised that we'll be demoing this year. Obviously, there's a massive Star Wars contingent um, of games you can come along and learn how to play Legion and Armada and kind of all and Destiny and all that. But it's just very nice to have Thrones actually kind of recognised as one of their products <laughs> and mm-hmm. one that people might actually want to know how to play. So yeah, come along. Um, come and give me shit for teaching you how to play the game badly. Hmm. <laughs> that goes for you two. That goes for YouTube. YouTube people, if you want to, just want a game on a Friday afternoon, you know. If you just want to give me some shit, like by all means, just come over. Yeah. Oh, what's that, Tony? You're teaching someone, just casually start oh. insulting you afterwards. It'll be fine. Oh, this well, it certainly happened last year. So <laughs> if you want to come along and uh, just give me general shit and throw rotten fruit at me, then uh, feel free. I'll be there all day on the Friday. Um, aside from that. I'll be there on the 30 setting up, but be playing lots of games and lots of thrones of the rest of the weekend. It's going to be a lovely, lovely time. 
Lovely. Mm. Lovely time will be had by all. Lovely time will hopefully be had by all. I'm presuming they're giving us demo decks and stuff like that. And Maybe be... you're getting those new star decks. Wouldn't that be good? Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. If they could... be a, I told you that'd be a great way of launching them. It would be fantastic. It would be do it would demos be awesome. and give them star decks and say, look, you can start playing for this much. It would be a lovely surprise if we turned up and they kind of went, yeah, we've got these to play with. But right now I don't know what we've got to play with. But um, They did release some demo decks, didn't they? That retailers could apply for. Yeah, well, maybe maybe it will be then. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'm just, more likely they'll just give you a core set and tell you to ram two decks together. Oh, God, it was anything like Nationals last year when, uh, just before L5 was released, they gave us 12 core sets and said, make as many decks as you can out of them. It's fucking hours to kind of get as many proper kind of playable decks out of... It was 12, it was 12 core sets. Mm. It was kind of ridiculous. Well, I hope they don't do that. If they do do that, I'll have to do that on the Thursday. At least you'll be able to build them much quicker if you're playing. Prices, right? Yeah, that's true. The sound level will be able to do that. But it's just nice. It's nice that it's recognised because, let's say, it wasn't last year. There was a few games that were kind of omitted by the by the stall last year. I mean, the stall is big, but it's I guess it's not big enough to you know play every single game. This year, I presume it must be even bigger because they've managed to squeeze a whole load of games that they didn't even touch last year. So pretty much every single game that FFG uh, is still printing is going to be uh, able to be demoed. At, uh, at the UK Games Expo. So, yeah, that should be good. Can you demo Netrunner to me, Tony? Oh, could I? I've always wanted to learn how to play Netrunner. I could. Do you know, do you know at a stretch, I could demo Netrunner. Because <laughs> I, I did play it for... I played it for a few months. Um, as long as none of the cards are too new, even the revised core set, I think, I'm, I, think I know most of the revised core set. I could demo most of the LCGs, I think, at a push. But obviously you're kind of time restricted sometimes at these expos as well. You kind of you can't sit there and have hours and hours and hours of games with the same person. Um, oh, shame. I wanted you to t- take me through all the factions in Thrones and tell me from beginner faction to the most advanced faction, the whole spectrum of green to orange. From Tyrell to Tyrell to Martell, yeah. I'm sure yeah. you've got better things to do with your Friday, like go and play melee or go and play for Sh- Shouty Rings, which I believe you're probably doing instead. Yeah, I wanted to play melee subject to price support. But like, I don't need a set of alt art titles because I've already got some, and yeah. um, I'm not too fast. And there's one playmat. Oh, is that it? So it's like, yeah. well, I'll have to win me- the melee to get anything I want. And it is a very nice playmat. So I'll um, I'll play Shouty Rings, and it's less hassle if I just have to beat someone instead of having to talk my way into beating everybody. Just, just yeah. beat the person <laughs> in front of me, yeah. and that's fine. Um, because you know. Clearly, everyone's a scrub because it's a new LCG, so uh-huh. there's all these nice, malleable players to beat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and participation prizes to, to pick up for nothing. Yeah. Exactly, and then flog. And then flog on eBay afterwards, yeah. Yeah, we've got your... Scorpion stuff, but everything else. We've got your number, shouty rings. <laughs> we've got your number. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah but yeah, definitely, because... Uh, I don't know if we'll do a cast before Euros, probably not, but definitely come along and give a shit. Come along and shout at us and uh, give a shit and all that. And hopefully, yeah, you'll be trying to make it along as well, people. Yeah, well, I'm going to see what I can do to get down. Excellent. See, I have got work, so I've got to be a care. But if I can, you know, if I'm not there, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. If I'm not, yeah, you know what I mean. If I'm not if in one place, I'll be in another place of the country. <laughs> if you're not um, there, you'll be there. Yes. If I'm not there, I'll be there and that's that's the message really i want to get across and just uh just let you know if i'm not there i'll be there words to live by mm. 
But no, um, I'll see what we can do, and then obviously Euros. Um, mm. Before, you know, tournament starts getting really serious, mm. and uh, we have Blackwater. Question is, though, Tony, which one are you going to win? Because, you know... I'm probably not going to win the one I can't make. Which, right, okay. So, which, unfortunately, means I have to win Euros. Well, if you're going to win Euros, then I'd quite like a shot at Blackwater, if that's all right. Yeah, okay. I'll allow that. Um, yeah, what about Nationals? Dave, do you want Nationals this year? Nationals is fine. Um, well, in fact, I've already got Nationals, so if Tony wants to take Nationals, I'll take Euros. Actually, I, I'm not playing at Nationals this year. I'm judging. So oh, that's fine. Then I'll go for the I'll go for the first to get two. Unless yeah, you want to have, have Blackwater. Um, well, Dave, I can't can... have Blackwater because I'm the TO. Exactly. Oh, and I'll be. So that means I can't we... win a tournament. I'm not playing in. Yeah. Right. So I have to win Blackwater. You have to win Nationals. And, and I'll, uh, Tony can have Euros. Yeah. And Tony will take the bullet and win Euros. Really, I suppose. I'll take the bullet and win Euros and get the yeah, and get the fucking flights to Worlds and all that. It's a fucking hard knock. It's a hard knock life, isn't it? I guess if, um, if you win Euros and I win Nationals, that's two flights between us. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. good. Yeah, um, and you'll get a, a free ticket for someone else as well if you win Euros. So yeah. people could always come along with us, have a yeah. little jolly over to Minnesota, have yeah, some really? shit beer in Joe Sensors. Banter on tour. Well, that's the next couple of uh, that's the next couple of months sorted out. I mean, don't yeah. get loads of content from that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Me winning a tournament for one thing is enough content. That'd be fucking hilarious. Teaching oh, man, that'd be hilarious. Teaching teaching people how to play thrones on the Friday and then winning Euros on the Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fair. Tough. But, you Good know, weekend. It's a dirty job. It's a dirty job at least, something you can do. Yeah. At least uh, if you do 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 it that way, people are gonna know you're a legit teacher. Well, Which exactly, is, yeah. I mean if you if you bum out on the Saturday, really, it's just gonna be more depressing for the people you taught. I know, can you imagine? Well, that's well, that's but that's a good teacher. A good teacher is someone who uh, teaches someone well enough that they can essentially beat them, or they they perform better. A bad teacher is someone that sits down at a table, teaches you how to play a game, and then thumps you. That's well, in that case, then what you want to do, mate, is you want to just go on ahead and lose euros. So you're a yeah. good um, I think that's no, probably the best way. No, I'm confused. Yeah, I don't know how it's best to do this, Dave, but I'm sure we'll work out the finer details going forward. Um, Tony either has to win or lose Euros uh, to either prove he's a good teacher or a bad teacher. Um, so He'll be happy with the bad teacher free yeah. holiday. Yeah, I'm alright. Oh, right. yes. <laughs> but no card design. They no removed card the card design from Euros this year, which is a travesty. A little bit of a travesty. <laughs> do you get it at Worlds? Or do you yeah, get a card yes, design? only Worlds Joust now. Yeah, but is World's that, Joust is in America, and it's so far away. Like, is, that, is that because they've got so many, they've got a massive backlog of cards they haven't printed yet? Maybe. <laughs> it just seems a bit harsh. Mm. You know, a couple of years ago, uh, it was, let's say 2015, what, 2014, there was Joust Melee overall, Starlight Joust, Starlight Melee, Gen Con Joust, Gen Con Melee, possibly Gen Con overall. Wow. What so, card is that? it was seven or eight card designs a year. And then they added draft and took away overall, which was fair enough. Yeah. And they took away the Starlight Melee and then they added it back. And then Ooh. they uh, took all the Starlight designs mm-hmm. and then it was just Joust, 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 Gen Con, Worlds and Euros. And now it's just Worlds. If they took away European, did they take away North American as well? Yeah, they've taken away the Gen Con design as well, apparently. Which is at least something.
pillages.